Hello and welcome to another installment of Bar Talk Podcast, bringing you everything you need to know about law via discussions, interviews, and news updates. everybody to another edition of the Omaha Bar Association Bar Talk podcast. I am your host, Dave Summers, Executive Director of the Omaha Bar Association. I am here today with three amazing attorneys who also have opinions, which is what we love on this podcast. First, our host, Joe Bradley of Bradley Law. Hey, Dave. Welcome. Next to Joe, we have Jordan Holst of Ellick Jones Law Firm. Hello, Jordan. Hello, Dave. I'm happy to be here. And lastly, but certainly not least, we have Jeremy Elliott of Hopman O'Brien. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me, Dave. Well, we are going to get right to it today. We have three hot topics, hot takes from our panel. We have favorite amendments, favorite commandments, and favorite refreshments. So the theme through here is, is meant. Apparently, um, <laughs> of course, yeah, makes sense to everybody. So, let's start out with Joe. Joe brought this up sure. to begin with the commandment, favorite commandment, and I am going to just have you start right. reading oh. the Bible to us oh, here. Well, that's 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 what people come to the OBA <laughs> podcast for some good churching. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I think I mean as we're four lawyers. I mean, I looked at the Ten Commandments and said, I obviously have them memorized because I'm the man of the cloth, you know that, day. Yes. In my free time. Thank you for wearing cloth. Well, I mean, I, I preach to children. It's whatever. It's, I, look, it's not, it's not important how great I am. But uh, I think as lawyers, I think you've got to go first and foremost, number nine, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. I mean, to me, that's, that's the courtroom amendment, right? Like, all the other stuff involves, you know, mostly sex and coveting and murder and stuff like that, which is, again, that's all sexy. But uh, I, I like that. I, I like that God's like, look, you, you can't don't, just don't tell me lies, please, no lies. But Joe, what if your neighbor wants to borrow your car for the day? Can you say that your car is not functioning so that they don't borrow your car? I mean, I'm going. I'm taking it literally. I am going to lie to the, the only person I'm going to lie to are my neighbors. I don't want anything to do with my neighbors. Well, I'm mean, going to lie to them to stay away from them as much as possible. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to parse out some legalese here. But it says you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. That's that's basically you telling on your neighbor to the authorities, right? But it doesn't say you can't lie to your neighbor. It just says you're not supposed to lie about them. I love that. I love that interpretation. <laughs> I do, and I too uh, enjoy the number nine. Um, Thou shall not bear false witness, in part because I think we're talking now about facts and lies and what is the truth, you know, and and certainly I think it's important to uh, to tell the truth and not lie. Um, the question but, becomes bold, bold stance, Dave. White lies versus big lies, lying under oath compared to lying not under oath. Uh, I come out. I just I. I just don't lie. I'm not gonna lie. I don't lie. How about that? Uh, so, so, Dave, <laughs> you're sitting here telling all of us and the, the Pod Nation over here mm. that you do not tell lies. Dave, just being honest with us, 
he doesn't lie. I, I don't lie. I never lie. Funny thing you bring that up, Dave. We have your mom on the phone, <laughs> Mrs. Summers now. <laughs> she will actually be in town tomorrow, speaking of Dave's mom. Spe- yes. Speaking of my favorite commandment, this is uh, Jeremy here. Um, I'm going to go with the Hallmark commandment, which is thou shalt honor thy father and mother um, once a year. We are all reminded that we should honor our parents that brought us into this world. Um, and we should also be compelled to spend $7 on a card <laughs> that they read and throw away. Or at least if you're my parents, they throw it away in front of me. Uh, but I think that is a good reminder for us. See, to me, that's always felt like the commandment that like parents snuck in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> because everything else feels like of a kind and it's like, Obviously, no lift to your mom and dad. And it's like, whoop, 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 whoop. All the others are big ticket items. No, 100% all the parents were lobbying for that commandment to be included. I feel like there was nine and that one got thrown in. Was this Moses or his wife that put that one in? Right? Exactly. And if we're, if we're talking about this, can we talk about Mel Brooks's Moses? There's 15 command, 10 commandments. <laughs> I think it's a 15, 10 commandments. Breaks from the tablets. Uh, I, I, I agree. The... The honor of their father and their mother sounds a little bit contrived. I just hate how, you know, why? Why, Mom and Dad? Why? Because. Because it's a commandment. Literally, God says uh, this. It, it just it stops so many conversations that I wanted to keep going with my parents over the years. Sorry, Mom and Dad. But I, I don't agree with that commandment. <laughs> Least favorite. Dave covets a new commandment. <laughs> You know, it's interesting to see, um, you know, as lawyers, some of these commandments have been instituted into laws, right? Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Um, but other ones have not, right? So it's, it's kind of interesting to look down the list and see the ones that it's like, nah, well, the law doesn't really care about that that much. I really dig the, uh, so the list I'm looking at at least says, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house which I need to remind myself of quite often because I just bought my house and the yard is a nightmare. So when I see everybody else's beautiful landscaping and I have just like a weed jungle in my yard. HGTV is is not um, something that we should be watching apparently then because I'm coveting every single house. Oh, I'm sure you are. On HGTV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah just as a note on your, on your commandment, Joe, um, so are we to take that to mean that the only person you cannot bear false witness against is your neighbor. So you can lie about everybody else because it's pretty narrow. We, Ooh, we must, yeah. at the time they were written, maybe neighbors were in some higher tier than anybody else too. Right. Yeah, I mean, is it capital N neighbor or lowercase n neighbor? <laughs> is it like your, your man, your fellow neighbor man, or is it Frank? I'm going to take a real hit really and say it's Ned Flanders next door. It's, yeah, well, that's, you know what? Thanks for the loophole, God. <laughs> And this is all very interesting fodder for when we are um, nominated to be on the Supreme Court and they look at our interpretation. Who would have thought the term neighbor could be so ambiguous? Right. <laughs> and yet, always spelled wrong by me. I have never once in my life spelled that correctly. Do you want to throw the U in there? Yes. Neighbor? Yes. Very, that just means that you're very British, British yeah. right? <laughs> Do you go to the theater after that? <laughs> theater? <laughs> always to the theater. <laughs> Uh, any, anything else on on commandments? No, I mean, <laughs> I think we pretty much covered all we need. I to think know. any of the other ones would get pretty weird for us to talk about. I Let's believe. talk about no images in the <laughs> <laughs> number yeah. two. Fal- false um, idols. That's interesting. Yeah, 
I think that's the one that like gets referenced a lot and is oddly enough one of the more narrow ones because it's like you know we always use that as like a metaphor like you have this false side and that false side it's like well as long as it's not of God you're good so <laughs> don't worry about it and what is the true likeness of God other than Jesus well, well, look, what would that be as we know if you saw it as we saw in Raiders of the Lost Ark your face would melt off <laughs> so thank goodness for that commandment <laughs> always Always there is a reference to either Raiders of the Lost Ark or Star Wars in every single episode of this podcast. That's my promise to the OBA. All right. Uh, next, let's go to that very interesting legal document, the U.S. Constitution and the amendments to the U.S. Constitution, which are actually part of the Constitution. So when you say the Constitution, you mean also the amendments. Not to be confusing, not to be lawyer. Uh, so, favorite amendments. How many How many amendments were there? 27 amendments. 27. And as I understand it, my little history lesson is that there were signers to the Constitution that said, we would not sign this but for putting these 10 amendments, the Bill of Rights, to the end of the Constitution. And so uh, that was the start. We're going to cut out one and two. You can't choose one. You can't choose two. If you do, 50 lashings. <laughs> We're going to move on to some of the more interesting ones because one and two have been overplayed a little bit. And we understand that they're big and they're very important. Well, well, what are the less, lesser known favorites? Well, as I was saying earlier, today, the first and the second is the John 316 of the amendments. It's like, Certainly. we get it. It's played out. Let's talk about, you know, some quartering of soldiers. Let's they have them of the fry containers at In-N-Out. Right. Get it. We, we get it. Thanks. <laughs> Wait, what do they have on the bottom? They have John 3.16, and I think um, Forever 21 on their bags, if you look at, like, the bottom of the bags, it says John 3.16. Really? Yeah, some, some businesses will put that somewhere, like, inconspicuously on their Does products. it have the actual it says verse? John, no, it just says John 3.16. <laughs> do you think there's so many people that just don't know what that even means? I remember the first time I, like, I don't even remember how I discovered it. It might have been on the bottom of my cup when I was at In-N-Out, yeah. and I saw it. And I looked, I, Katie Dory and I were in California, and I looked at it, and I was like, did you see that they have John 316 on this? And she was like, a lot of places do. So, yeah. Yeah, Forever 21, I'm pretty sure, is another one that does it. Other than that, I don't know. Well, Dave, I know you can't go into that store for legal reasons. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. Yes, it is. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Jeremy, what do, you, what do you have for favorite amendment? You know, Joe stole my favorite amendment, which was also number three. Oh, no, and really looking did. through the Bill of Rights, it yeah. just number three st stood out at me. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. It really... What would we do if we had those soldiers? And we had to quarter them, my God. Oh my God, isn't that where you take um, their body, cut into four pieces, and, or is that when you pull their body into no, four pieces? It's a drinking game where you try to bounce oh. them. Oh, yeah. quarter the soldiers, right. Yeah. You drink with the soldiers, or, yeah. But they can't be in uniform. Right. <laughs> but, okay, historically that was a, that was a big thing. Now, what, it, what would that be? Is that if I have a home <laughs> server and they're trying to take over my home server I, for military I think military the modern purposes? day interpretation is if the government uses Airbnb to put soldiers in your house, <laughs> they have to pay. 
<laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> that could definitely be happening. I could they, see that. They have to pay the bill. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the right to be and be arms, right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, what do you got? Um, in all seriousness, my favorite is the Fourteenth Amendment because I feel like that's the vehicle. It's almost the catch-all. Yeah. It's the way that we we sometimes, in some ways, read really far into other amendments in order to find rights. But that's where the the substantive due process kind of right to privacy comes from, and I feel like. As a bleeding heart liberal, that has done a lot of things that I deem good in our society. So that is my favorite one, in all seriousness. No, absolutely. It it is a catch-all. I that and um, the tenth is is about the states get what's not in here. Correct? Is that is reservation? That's, ah, that's the, I, yeah. I, the states gets what's not in here. As a as lawyer. <laughs> Gosh, I haven't opened my constitutional <laughs> law book in a very long time. Or practice, for that matter. Yeah. Um, Disclaimer, con law. Not my best subject <laughs> in law school. <laughs> those, those books take up a lot of room on my shelf. I can't say that the spine's been broken that much, All though. Penumbras, you guys. Oh. <laughs> penumbras upon penumbras. <laughs> like babies having babies. Penumbras upon penumbras. A plethora of penumbras. Oh, my yes. gosh. Would you say I have a plethora of Yes, I'll go up. For some reason, in college, I, t I took a con law class, and they assigned a book on the 17th Amendment, and it sort of always stuck out to me. That's the um, changing of the election of senators from the state yes. legislatures to... We the people. Well, the demand... Democratic Republic system, right? We got to make sure that we're not saying the, the whole democracy because we're not a democracy. We're democratic we the Republic. people once removed. Right. <laughs> but I, I love this because people generally forget that the Senate was appointed by state legislatures for 125 years. And it was more of the British system, the House of Lords versus the House of Commons. And, and so people really cared about who was elected to state legislature, who was in control because they could go and, and change up the senator, and that was huge. Well, I just can't imagine back in the day how frustrating it must have been, especially if you were like, if you were very concerned about national issues, and literally your only recourse was to vote for the president, right? And because and it's like you had to hope that your state senator would elect a the senator that you wanted who would do something like, how far removed is that from them being responsive to your needs and talking to you, mm -hmm. or as opposed to now, I mean, Crap! If like, if twenty old people call, you know, right. our, our state senator, it's like all of a sudden there's a there's a new you know, crop easement somewhere. So it's, <laughs> it's they're much more responsive. And and you know it was a millionaires club because they paid off the legislatures. I mean that it it was a very, um, very bad system, but. It, it was the system. It had a lot of dynamic to it. It, it affected, um, you know, our international relations for a long time and, and the course of history in the country. But, I, gosh, I, I love that. And uh, as a guy who worked for three senators, um, another, yeah, sorry, humble brag, what? Uh, <laughs> the, the, the one, the one uh, nerd note on this is that it was brought... Because the um, the state legislatures 
they um, petitioned for a constitutional convention, and it had never been done previously that there had been this this push. And what happens under the Constitution, Article 5, when you get to two-thirds of the states having petitioned for a constitutional convention, one has to be held. And right before they got to that, the Congress finally understood what was going on, and they pushed it through. And so then, as maybe nobody knows anymore because we haven't had any proposed amendments out there lately, for two years, they went and they uh, lobbied to get states to ratify the constitutional amendment. I mean, it's a crazy process that we haven't dealt with since the <coughs> Equal Protection Amendment. So arduous. It, it, yeah, it really is. Um, you know, I, I, I take bets. What's the, what's the next constitutional amendment coming down? I mean, it, that's... Which one should it be versus which one will it, it will be none. Never, yeah. <laughs> well, right. Are we, yeah. are we past constitutional amendments? I think we're past government working on a strictly <laughs> we, we have found a way to halt, to halt things. We are so good at halting. Right. Uh, we, we have trouble with the gas pedal these days. But I, I, I hope, and maybe my hope is, is clouding what I think will actually happen, but I'm... I'm hopeful that the next one would be a um, public financing of campaigns, getting rid of, of dark money in politics. That's that's sort of where I wish it would go as you something think, that you think clean millions, it up. You think millions of dollars can corrupt people? Dave Summers. Not, not me personally. <laughs> if anybody wants to give me money, um, that's not going to personally affect the way that I operate, but for some people. <laughs> Um, anybody else got anything on, on amendments? Well, I go, so I've I've got I've got a few. Yeah. That made the top cut, and then I got my fave. Okay. A little just a sizzle reel of my fave. Speedy trial. Big fan of that. Yeah. I've, I've actually I won a trial on that, and I'm no longer welcome in one of Nebraska's counties because I won a trial on Speedy, and the county attorney didn't like it. Shall remain nameless. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the ninth because that's another one of those fun catch-alls. It's like. Whatever we put in here, you get those rights. If it's not in there, you get it. Which, again, would make it feel like there should be more of these, because if it's not in there, we should get it. Uh, 13th, abolish slavery. I'm going to go on a limb here and say I'm anti-slavery. I know that's not a popular thing yeah, to say. Yeah, pretty controversial, I should. Uh, big fan of the 15th. Uh, get a right to vote. I love that slaves are out for four years before they're like, crap, we should let them vote. Um, then you gotta go. Well, I, I liked your seventeenth. That was a, that was a big one. Direct election of senators. Nineteenth, uh, ladies get to vote. You're welcome, Jordan. Uh, but if I'm gonna go my favorite, I gotta go with the twenty-second, limiting the amount a person can be elected to president to two terms. Uh, I, I like I like this for a number of reasons. <laughs> I like the, my boy FDR back in the day. He just basically kept going, guys, look, World War II, well, you probably said in a fun, like, you know, Northeastern accent. <laughs> in, in, like, a 20s, 20s voice. I am the only, I don't know, that's a candy. I don't know where I'm going there, but he basically thought, you know, World War II was going on, I'm the only one that can fix this, let's keep this going. The only one. And I like that he was clearly so dying of polio. Right. <laughs> and, 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 but just was like, yeah, I better do it again. And, and so eventually they had to, they passed it. They gave a little loophole, because when it was passed, basically it gave a loophole to Truman. So like 
Truman could have kept rocking it out if he wanted to, but Truman, as every other president before FDR, was like, yeah, I'll just do the two terms because I'm not a megalomaniac. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I also like it because, you know, and, and again, there's many things we're not talking about on this podcast. Yep. There's many we're things we're not talking about. But I like that it gives us a chance to uh, cleanse the nation's palate to, you know, if, let's say, a, a grave mistake has been made, a, a monumental national mistake has been made, it limits the amount of damage that that mistake can do. George H.W. Bush really was the definition of monumental mistake. Was <laughs> I was talking about, of course, about Rutherford B. Hayes, the president with the worst beard. Look it up, folks. It is a tangled mess, and it goes 12 inches from the bottom of his chin. <laughs> it, it's really, there's, there is quite a pendulum that seems to be swinging back and forth now at, at a decent uh, rate when it comes to this. In the eight years certainly seems to be working well lately when it comes to the president. Um, so we just love that eight years. The country loves eight years. We keep on doing the eight years thing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great. <laughs> Very excited about that eight years. <laughs> <laughs> not quite on the full downswing yet on the we are, We're not talking about it, Dave. <laughs> not talking about it. Not talking about it. <laughs> Dave, before we move on, can yeah. we... Real quickly, talk about my least favorite amendment. Oh, please. Joe, I noticed when you were going over your list, you conveniently skipped number 16, which gives Congress the power to lay and collect taxes on right. all income from whatever uh, source derived. Oh, I, I'm not against paying my fair share, yeah. but this amendment caused a lot of issues yeah. for a lot of people. That one did not make the sizzle real, no. <laughs> when I sent the IRS a letter saying I, they, Congress had no authority, right? they cited to this amendment and I had to file my return. And you and Wesley Snipes said, I will not pay those taxes. Oh, gosh, I love it. That is one of my favorite things. Every couple of years, you'll see a total cuckoo bird be like, it's, you know, they never passed that law. I'm like, you think... In the hundreds of years that we've had a country, no one's ever brought this up before. Like, guys, get it a jail-free card. Found it right here. No dummy. It is interesting how our country survived, thrived, without this amendment for so long. Just saying that. I mean, we found other ways to raise revenue without being able to tax all revenue. So, I mean... Let's let's repeal the thing. Guys, I think we found our next amendment. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not about doing anything new to the, to the Constitution. It's about taking away things that are in the Constitution that we don't like. I like that. No, no, we're not taking Another away. repeal. We're, we're, we're giving back freedom, Dave. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we're giving it back. I, I love how you did that with the thumb out. With the thumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, tax man, that's, that's the worst, definitely. Definitely the worst. Um, I do that. Well, and one final one to talk about. I yeah. do like the, the most recent amendment, 1992, 27. It delays laws affecting congressional salary from taking effect until the next cycle. Uh, I like that because it's kind of like a, you think you should make more? I don't think you should have the job. They'll call it even. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's also kind of interesting because of the fact that turnover, generally speaking, in the Congress is so low that... They they said, oh, I'm not I'm not you know voting on my my pay raise, but really they are as long as they have five million dollars. This is back to mine. As long as they have five million dollars in the bank, 
two years out from their reelection, yeah, they're going to get reelected in the next term. So, um, what is the salary these days? What are we talking about? One sixty, starting out for the house. Yeah, you, yeah, Dave, I, I don't want to name drop here, but you're the one that's worked for a couple <laughs> centuries. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's information you should have. Interesting, interestingly, um, they all stopped being senators very soon after I stopped working for them. So Ooh. I have the reverse Midas touch. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So the last one here, uh, it's middle summertime. Nothing like a good refreshment. I'm sitting here drinking a LaCroix. Uh, not my favorite. LaCroix. LaCroix. Is that is Long Island? Long Island? My favorite thing about LaCroix is somebody saying drinking LaCroix is like drinking something and having somebody yell the name of a fruit from the water. <laughs> <laughs> it's watermelon! Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we got to have our favorite refreshments. Um, I, I'll, I have two, and I just have, you know, adult, uh, uh, adult version, a non-adult version. Um, first, lemonade. Let's, let's talk about lemonade. Middle what? Some, you, you're okay. going calm on well, lemonade? <laughs> we need to be specific. No, we need to be specific here because you go to Subway, eat fresh, but you, you're not drinking. You're drinking a 0% juice lemonade. That's not lemonade. That's not lemonade. There needs to be real lemon juice in there. I'm a fan of the County Fair State Fair concoction, which is... How many lemons go into one of those lemonades? I, well, usually like two... If you're if you're mid mid size, if you're yeah, no, exactly, yeah, it's a cup of white sugar, two lemons, and then like a club soda. I think is is the way that I've done it. The North Dakota North Dakota State Fair. The current my favorite. The the current greatest glass of lemonade you can get within the city limits (laughs) is at a little establishment called Cane's. Right. The Cane's lemonade is crack in a cup. And I will go there and buy 3,000 jugs of it any day of the week. It is delicious. It is. It is very good. Not the, um, the like, less sweetened one. No, no. Whatever, like, sweeten it and then add some sweetening and then some sweetening on top. <laughs> and uh, I found this out in researching this uh, for this podcast that lemonade stands are getting cracked down on. For not having permits? For not having permits. This is the thing. And Country Time put out an ad that they are bringing in their lawyers to help those kids have their lemonade stands. I am firmly in the camp that these stands are illegal. They need to be shut down. These kids should not be making $15 a day. First of all, that is that is abominable. I'm concerned they aren't paying taxes on that money. They're not paying taxes. They, back to the again, again. And... What sort of security do I have that this is going to be safe for me to drink? What are their food safety standards that they're doing? They don't know what they're doing. These kids need to be ready for the real world today, not tomorrow. These are some bold lemonade stains. Oh, man. So I am I am firmly, they need to go get their permit. Maybe you give them, you know, give them a, a one-day training session. Like, well, let's get these kids some skills. <laughs> not just... The, not just you know mixing it together and hoping that people won't have diarrhea at the end of the day for the you know the horrible 
fly droppings that happen because they've been sitting out all like day in the sun. I from a very specific personal experience I you may have had. Maybe, perhaps. Did you perhaps. some lemonade and get diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> maybe my parents didn't allow me to have a lemonade stand and maybe I'm against the world because of that. My so. thinking is this. If you see, like, children trying to sell you something from a side stand and you trust it, that's on you, bro. <laughs> that's on you. Like, I trust these kids. Tell me, tell me this. Besides lemonade, what other things would you ever trust those children with? An open flame? Nice. A, sh- a sharp object? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so does anybody else have a have a refreshment they'd like to throw out there? Cold brew coffee. Oh. For those of you who don't know, there's a difference between iced coffee and cold brew coffee. Cold brewed coffee. It's coarsely ground coffee that is seeped in room temperature water for 18 to 24 hours, then strained out, and it produces a very rich concentrate, 70% lead, less acid, according to the toddy cold brew coffee container kit I have at home. Yeah. Uh, personally, the best place in Omaha for cold brew coffee is Whole Foods Supermarket in Regency. They really? make it on site. A lot better than... And it costs $1,000. And your coffee maker brand, how much do they pay? The Jeremy Elliott version is the best at Whole Foods. In full disclosure, I received uh, a five-year membership to Amazon Prime for that advertisement. (laughs) 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 Now, okay, so I want a cup of cold brew coffee. I have to... Get it tomorrow because today it's a it's a Bruin. You got to really think ahead on this thing, huh? You that, do. Oh man. See, I, iced coffee is simply coffee that's been brewed, right. usually at the hot method. So you take two hundred eight degree water yeah. and you and a flamethrower. You seep <laughs> it together <laughs> and then you put it in the fridge, and that coffee just it, it doesn't taste right. Cold brew is the way to go. Man, this this is a deep cut. Beverages I didn't even know existed. I have trouble with this method though because I'm the type of person that while I'm cooking snacks because I'm not like I'm when I'm hungry I'm hungry when I'm thirsty I'm thirsty. I don't have the patience. So I feel like the fact that I have to know like 24 hours in advance that I'm going to be wanting this. I'm going to want that coffee tomorrow. I don't know if this works for millennials. This sounds like a lot of time. You make it in bulk. It stays good in your fridge for a couple weeks. Oh, right. That'd be a good question. See, I think this could be a good millennial thing because, I mean, it has that sort of, like, you know, field-to-table, you know, kind of feel of, like, when was this? Was this German coffee? When was this brew? But how, I have a serious question. How expensive is this? Will it prevent millennials from buying homes in the same way that avocado toast is? Oh, right. Don't get me started on avocado toast. So when you're making this, you can make a gallon at a time. How much coffee grounds are you doing? Usually around one pound per one gallon of water. Okay. So it's a very, a lot of people take this cold brew and you dilute it with 50% water and then add ice. That's how strong it is. Or if if you're like myself, just drink it on the rocks. Right. So, so on days you drink that, you don't have to comb your hair. Just sitting straight. straight <laughs> up, <right? laughs> and I've heard of people making um, coffee ice cubes so that they're not diluting it there either, that they just freeze oh. so then it's, it keeps the consistency. Smart. Yeah. I only do, um, I have the Han Solo frozen carbonite ice maker, and so all my ice cubes look like Solo. Does that fit in a cup, the, the frozen on Solo? It does. They're, they're rather diminutive, and it's, you know, 
loosely based, but you can tell. Nerds can tell. Do you bring that out when you have board games uh, night at your house? Dave, we're not here to talk about board game nights at Bradley Manor, but yes, I do. Thank you, and thank you. (laughs) Jordan, what do you got? Well, if I'm thinking about, you know, for instance, when I'm on a plane and I get my pick of the litter, if you will, of the beverages... I might be a fit at heart because I always opt for apple juice. Oh, sure. It's one of my very favorite things to drink. No. Fun fun fact. The only time humans drink ginger ale is on a plane. That's exactly true. It's very true. Is my brother-in-law a robot because he drinks ginger ale at every family dinner. Well, no, it's just like I never see anybody drinking it, but I'm on a plane. It's like, I'm just a ginger ale just for my tum-tum. It's like like half the people (laughs) go ginger ale on the planes. Nobody drinks it in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um... To the or- to apple juice, uh, obviously there's been some things in the news over the past few years. The arsenic levels really high from the from the Chinese version. So, don't buy Chinese apple juice. I think that might be under our tariff uh, s- scenario we're at right now. Is that apple juice is going to get super expensive from China? Dang. Well, I don't generally buy it for my home. It's a special treat that I have when I fly. <laughs> so, okay, so you're you're going the moths. You know, in the can, because this is this is an important thing. Like Juicy Juice has their well, version. Well, I do like the Simply Apple. If Simply I'm going apple. to buy it, yeah. then I like the Simply Apple. Now, okay. juice or a cider? Oh. Okay, I when I do cider, I like to actually make it the way that my mother does with like the cinnamon sticks and the cloves and all that. So it's a hot. So cider. sometimes you do have beverage patience. <laughs> no, actually, sit and spike. <laughs> not very often. Generally, if I have hot cider, it's because somebody else has made it, and I arrive at their house just remarkably at the same time. <laughs> an apple juice, um, a, a local apple juice that I really like is the Valas. Uh, if oh. you go through their apple thing, and they'll they'll press it right there, and it looks nasty, but it tastes, tastes great. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Not, not necessarily the clarified version. No, I've had that. Actually, so I'm from Western Iowa, and there was a small fruit farm up on the hill. Small fruit farm. They're literally called small fruit farm. I was like, <laughs> it was one tree. Not intended, but it worked out really well. Um, no, and I remember going there on a field trip and having their fresh apple juice, and it was phenomenal. Unpasteurized, whatever. Yes, that. yeah. It, it so came from pasture, but it's not pasteurized. We so don't a few know. kids died on that trip, right? <laughs> uh, of our class of 40, we came back with 30. So. <laughs> 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 Joe, what do you got for a favorite well, it's, it's a It's a real, real love hate thing because, I mean, I'll tell you, this, is, this, is big, this has been the, the summer of my discontent when it comes to refreshing beverages because I, uh, I have a medical. Uh, I have a medical thing going on with my body. It's called Fat Dad Body. <laughs> cue, cue the music. You know, it's it, it's it, it strikes all of us that are dads eventually. And so I've been I've been cutting out delicious things from my life. Mm-hmm. So a uh, couple years back, I cut out caffeine. I, no caffeinated whatevers because I was drinking too many sodas to get the caffeine level up because I wasn't a coffee guy. And then earlier this summer, uh, you know, Dad Fat Body struck again. So I cut out all sodas, uh, and uh, Dad Fat Body has stuck around. So I have now cut out all sugary beverages of all kinds. So, unfortunately, my my refreshing drink in the summer has been water, 
Yeah, no water. I know, look, I know, but if if I'm if I'm First being honest, amendment. if I'm First looking amendment. if I'm looking back in the days of yesterday, if I'm going to describe for you the greatest of all beverages, we all know. Uh, I have a prescription for Dr. Pepper that I got when I was a small child, <laughs> and it's never gone bad because Dr. Pepper is a delicious drink. What's it taste like? I don't know. Delicious. <laughs> That's right. It's probably prunes in there. Who knows? Yeah. It's so good, and I miss it. Hashtag Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the news, Joe. Give me the news. Got a bad case. Yes. Dr. Be- 23 delicious herbs and spices. Sure. We don't know what, though. I, know. I, think, yeah. it's a, I think it's Colonel Sanders. <laughs> well, yeah, do you, oh, wait. Do we think there's an overlap with the KFC recipe? It's the same, same herbs and spices, <laughs> just one in a crust of a chicken and one in a cola. You just you drain the chicken, you put it in a glass, <laughs> yeah. and you got Dr. Pepper. Well, it's not science. <laughs> well, uh... I'm sorry to hear that. Are you on the LaCroix train? Also, fun fact about LaCroix, that is poison, and I will not drink this. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do an adult one just because I like my adult beverages. Gin and tonic is is, uh, my go-to. And it's really because I don't want to get malaria, so I need my quinine, or however you say that word, from the tonic, and I cut that with the gin. So I am doing a medical... Service to myself, and that that has been the same since the 1700s in India. So I'm very happy with my choice. It's just like when I wander in a room of my wife and all of her friends, all you know, one and a half sheets to the wind on red wine, going, "It's it's wine. It's for your health. It's good for you." I'm like, I imagine in moderation is goodbye, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, these are refreshments. These are not ways to get blackout. Um, or anything like that. Although, when you're talking about crack, lemonade crack from Canes, you may already be there with non-alcoholic beverages. For reals. Anybody got anything else? Guys, we nailed it. This this has really been a fast one. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to another edition of the Omaha Bar Association Bar Talk Podcast. We're out.